Hello. Hi there. Welcome to Sword Explained. Yes, uh, this is our podcast, and uh, that is Kellen Doherty speaking. And that's Leah Nielsen. And uh, we have a, a rarity of me episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the gem in the haystack. The, the, the tool really? in the in the big tomb. <laughs> the tool in the tomb. <laughs> it's probably got a curse on it, like the hope diamond. <laughs> you know, I sometimes very dramatically call my apartment my tomb because I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, well, I can't afford to live anywhere else, and I'll never afford a house. This will just become my tomb. My <laughs> tomb. Die in here. <laughs> and then I've been told by multiple people that that is very traumatic, and I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like they expect you to like, I don't know, like that's like pointing to some mental health issue, <laughs> but then like. I don't know. I think it's also just, like, silly. (laughs) Like, I picture you, like, in a mummy stance, like, raising out of your bed, and you're like, oh, time to feed my cat. (laughs) I mean, especially when it's January, and it's gross, and there's a pandemic, and you're working from home. Sometimes it's feeling too like it's a very cozy tomb. tomb. I like my apartment a lot. It's a very good tomb. Decorated tomb. It fits my aesthetic tomb wise, (laughs) but it's still tomb. (laughs) Yeah. I yeah. I've been fortunate enough that my house has a lot of windows, so it feels not very tomb like. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I have a lot of windows, but I also don't have all of them open because I'm on the first floor. Yeah, that is, that's definitely weird. Someone could just peek on in. (laughs) Yeah, and it's usually my neighbors because I'm on the back of the house, so it's really just, you know, if somebody's taking out the garbage. But there's been many times where I'm like, well, I'm not wearing pants, so this is awkward. (laughs) So this is going to be a problem. Yeah, I just had neighbors move in, like, next door, and the previous people just always had their blind closed, and then these people always have their, like, everything open and their lights on, and this window that I'm next to right now faces all of their windows, so I have made, like, just weird eye contact, because, like, one of their windows is right above the kitchen sink, so they're just, like, Uh facing out, doing dishes or something, and I'm just sitting here, like, facing the other way, (laughs) and it's just, like... It's just kind of funny. They that seem cool, funny. though. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Maybe you can uh, become friends through the, you know, hold up a little sign. Hi, I'm Leah. And then yeah, they like, hold up a sign. TikTok trends. <laughs> yeah, like the Taylor Swift music video. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's where it originated. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I have a doozy today. I've been saying that all day. <laughs> and I have a doozy. All right. So, I'm prepared for a doozy. We got criminal activity, food tampering. <laughs> okay. Um, I guess fraud <laughs> in a few different ways. Okay? okay, but most of all, what we have are submarine sandwiches. <laughs> My podcast today is about Subway, the food <laughs> chain. <laughs> Wow. Get ready. <laughs> I, <off. laughs> 
I was like, oh, is it like, going to be like black market, like monkey meat? Nope. It's Subway. It's Subway. How which, did you, you land know, on, okay, I'm curious how you landed on this subject, but. Okay, well, I'll kind of bring up one of the things that made me want to do it, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, um, Subway, I honestly know, like, I do need to point out, I do not really like Subway. Like, I very, very rarely go there. And when I was young, the the store had this, like, certain smell that made me nauseous. Really? <laughs> so, it made you nauseous? Yeah. It was like... Oh, I love the Subway smell. I don't like Subway, but I will go there. I'll, I would take that as a perfume. I love that smell. <laughs> it's like a very unique smell. And it's just the subway smell and it just really grossed me out for a long time but now I can kind of handle it and I have had one of their sandwiches in the past five years (laughs) okay yeah okay so uh subway it we know it it is an American fast food restaurant franchise it's really big and its international headquarters is based in Milford Connecticut um, the restaurant specializes in subs, wraps, salads, and paninis, and they also have a lot of dessert options like cookies. I know they're cookies, and apparently they have donuts at some locations um, and muffins. Their uh, best-selling sandwich is the BMT, which stands for Biggest, Meatiest, Tastiest, <laughs> which I did not know. <laughs> Um, and it has pepperoni, salami, and ham on it. So real meaty, mm. definitely meatiest. <laughs> the meat lovers meat wrap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> meat lovers sub. Um, and yeah, so Subway is known for uh, multiple very successful ad campaigns, uh, including their Eat Fresh logo, uh, which, which focuses on the freshness of their ingredients. And uh, they're, they, they uh, through this like campaign, started calling their employees Subway Sandwich Artists. And they like say that in all the commercials too. Mm-hmm. I guess it makes them sound artisanal and fancy, mm-hmm. but it's not. <laughs> um, another big ad campaign that I'm sure everyone's heard of is the $5 foot long. Uh, I think still running, that was extremely successful. And then also they had a very successful spokesperson by the name of Jared Fogel. (laughs) So he is going to be our last section today, and we will have a trigger warning (laughs) for that. (laughs) I see nothing wrong with that guy. I'm calling it now. It's going to end well. (laughs) What a normal name, you know? Probably going to be fine. (laughs) You should always trust a guy named Jared. (laughs) Jared. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) Um, yes. Okay. So it is a multinational chain with locations in more than 104 countries and territories. As of June 2021, there are approximately 41,600 locations um, across the world. 51.8% of those are in the U.S. So the majority are in the U.S., but it's everywhere. And yeah. you're, you're not going to go through any city without seeing one, especially in the U.S. Um, So currently right now, it is sort of neck and neck with McDonald's for highest number of locations of a fast food chain, which surprised me. Um, It's a few thousand less than McDonald's right now, but at 
a different point, I think I bring it up later, they had surpassed McDonald's to be the most numerous fran- yeah. fast food franchise uh, in the world, which is pretty wild. <laughs> yeah. All right, so a little bit of history. Where, what, what are these good old roots of Subway before it was this major multinational franchise? So it was founded by Fred DeLuca and, and Peter Buck in 1965. Uh, Fred DeLuca at the time was 17 years old uh, and he basically asked his friend, Peter Buck, for $1,000 to start a sub shop, <laughs> which huh. you could do in 1965, just have like $1,000 and then start your own sub shop. <laughs> and so, this man was just friends with a 17-year-old boy? Yes. I didn't okay. really get too far into that. <laughs> he was. And he was a, a man. He was a full man. So okay. I do not know. Maybe family friends. Don't know really the history there. Very trustworthy with the 17-year-old or just had a lot of money laying around. I was like, sure, here's, this is like $10 to me. Right, right. So they did name it originally Pete's Super Submarines. So he got his name on it. Peter did. So maybe that was like sort of part of the deal. But um, yeah, so Pete's Super Submarines, uh, the one location was founded in uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut, 1965. Then, in 1966, sort of in anticipation of franchising, DeLuca and Buck founded Doctors Associates Incorporated. (laughs) It's basically, they founded this company that would oversee operations of the franchising of Pete's Super Submarines, which is interesting to me. Also, what's interesting is they named it Doctors Associates (laughs) Incorporated, because DeLuca uh, wanted, was hoping to pay for tuition for medical school with the revenue oh. from the sub shop. Oh. And Buck at, also had a doctorate in physics. Oh. So they were like, all right, like we have vague mentions of doctorates. And like, we're hoping the sub shop can get DeLuca, 17-year-old DeLuca into medical school. We're going to name this Doctors Associates Incorporated. But, like, it was funny, on the Wikipedia page, they were like, it has nothing to do with medicine, is not affiliated (laughs) with any medical doctors. (laughs) Um, But that company is still around and still very influential in, uh, like, franchise operations, which is cool. Um, Because clearly DeLuca did not think this was going to be as big as it was. He was thinking about going to medical school, which I'm pretty sure he never did. Um, so, in 1968, the name was then changed to Subway, and then in 1974, the first, the first second location, so, so the second location, uh, was, um, founded in Wallingford, Connecticut. So, that's, 1974 was sort of when they franchised, I guess. Um. It's weird, because I would never know that they were this old. Because I think it is because... In my hometown, we didn't get a subway until I was probably, like, 12. (laughs) So I was like, oh, this new restaurant. It's the same thing with Chipotle. I was like, oh, this new place. And it's, like, not new. But when you've never seen one before, I'm like, oh, subway is not old. (laughs) Well, to be fair, though, it was more like the mid-2000s for a lot of these places was when they were like, all right, we're going to open up everywhere possible so like that's when it was like really everywhere (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
but like think about like McDonald's. All of them sort of have like roots in like the 1960s, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess I would consider like the new age ones like Chipotle and Starbucks even. Like I think that was found in like the 80s. Mm-hmm. I really don't know, but <laughs> anyway. Um, okay, so then in 1978, the first West West Coast location was opened in Fresno, California. And then in 1984, the first subway outside of North America, so there were some locations in Canada and Mexico, but the first outside of North America location was opened in Bahrain in 1984. (laughs) So Bahrain, I had to look this up, I didn't totally know, but it's an island off of Saudi Arabia, and it's like really close to Qatar. So I was like, that's an interesting first international location. (laughs) I guess... If you want to go international, you need to go small first. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't do like taxes there. and like, you know, it's probably really, you know, uh, cheap to build there. I have, probably yeah. don't have to pay a lot in like property tax. <laughs> who That's knows? That's true. Who, who knows the business Weird Americans are doing all weird stuff on little <laughs> islands. We're yeah. just always doing God knows what. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so then it just kept growing, basically. And at the end of 2010, Subway became the largest fast food chain worldwide. That was when they surpassed McDonald's. Um, and then in 2015, it was... Uh, named, or I guess, like, noted as being the fastest-growing franchise. It just, in general, in business. <laughs> so, it, 2015 was sort of Subway's, like, big year, where they were like, we're still on the up-and-up. We have been throughout all of the 2000s, and, like, this is going great. Huh. But, in 2015, the longtime CEO, Fred DeLuca, the founder, one of the founders, passed away after a battle with leukemia. And his sister, Suzanne Greco, took over the CEO position. Okay, but then, Suzanne, get it, girl. Yeah, get it, girl. I thought that, too. I was like, cool. Um, but sort of it, like, didn't really work. Like, <laughs> I mean, it worked for a while. She retired in 2018, so she had, like, a three-year run. But then okay. there was sort of a series of switches. Um... Suzanne was succeeded by Trevor Haynes, an Australian businessman who was CEO until 2019. And then the current CEO followed him, and that is John Chidsey, who was the former CEO of Burger King. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. That's a lot of turnover in just, like, five years. (laughs) Right. Especially after having the one CEO, Fred DeLuca, (laughs) since 1965. Yeah. So, pretty crazy. Okay, so then, yeah, like I said, 2015 was, like, a really good year for Subway, but since then, there has been some decline. So, in both 2018 and 2019, Subway closed over a thousand locations in each of those years, and then it was noted in this article that even before the pandemic, before 2020, their sales were a mere 60% of their nearest so sandwich um like competitors basically so like jersey mike's and potbelly were doing twice the sales per location than a location of subway was 
which, you know, like feels right. I feel like if I go to a subway, it's not busy. Yeah, I've never been, besides in the airport, even (laughs) in New York, anytime I, I mean, I don't think I was often in a subway, but (laughs) I do remember like once being in a subway in New York and I was like, oh, it's weird. Nobody in here. Yeah, no, there's usually and it's always awkward because it's just like a teenage person behind the counter and you your sandwich artist oh (laughs) I want the meatball sub what bread oh you're out of that bread okay can I have the other bread okay you're out of that and it's like all right (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's never like a fun grand experience I would say (laughs) or like usually like road trips like yeah, you're at the gas yeah. station. There's always one attached to a gas station. I feel like that's a yeah. Thing. They're pretty big. They're often they're in a lot of WalMarts or malls. Yeah, like they're kind of like within a lot of yeah. places. The subway, I mean, it's can be very small because it's not like you know they're not making like burgers and like deep frying. They're not like cooking and much. Yeah, they're just it's just a little counter and it's meat and there's a little oven and that's all you need. Yeah, yeah. And also, all of these are privately owned. Like, the, the locations are privately owned. There's just, like, a corporate overseer to all of them. So, yeah. I don't know. Okay. I think that makes it so that, like, a lot of, like, small business owners can sort of be involved. Although it's, like, it's hard to say that, like, someone who owns a franchise of Subway is a small business owner. <laughs> yeah. But it's kind of like that. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so as of January 2021, 10% of subway locations have closed, so they really got hit by the pandemic, but the P- the PR, some PR person from Subway uh, said that most of these closings are temporary and just due to the pandemic. Um, okay, so in an effort to increase sales, uh, Subway has introduced a line of protein bowls <laughs> uh, since this to appeal to sort of the carb-reducing consumers, which is big right now, mm-hmm. like keto and all of that. So I mean, people in general just really want something in a bowl. It's a thing now, you know? Oh, you <laughs> got your acai like, bowl, you got, you got any kind of a bowl. One time I, yeah. I was getting dinner a few weeks ago, and I thought I ordered, like, not a bowl, and it was a bowl. of a, And I was like, oh, <laughs> And then I looked around. It's all bowls. I was like, it's oh, this is a bowl I mean, a restaurant. Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> it's all bowls. <laughs> yeah, so they're trying, uh, definitely. But I, I feel like their heyday was mid to late 2010s. Um, or like mid 2000s to 2010s. Uh, and now they're sort of having yeah. some problems but so that is where subway is now and sort of the history behind it okay i didn't know they were popular in the 2010s but maybe it's just because i was never near a tv yeah in the mid 2000s it was just commercials everywhere and maybe that's because they also had jared jared (laughs) it was literally he was on so many commercials i'm gonna talk about it but like yeah, it, that and was, it, like, the huge thing. And the $5 footlong song, like, mm-hmm. every millennial has that memorized because it was <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So they were doing well then. They were definitely doing well then. <laughs> okay, but so <laughs> they had a good time, but let's talk a little bit 
about the controversies involved with Subway Restaurant. <laughs> okay, so the first one, which was the one that got me interested in this subject, and it is a recent one, is the tuna controversy. Have you okay. heard anything about this? <laughs> I have heard about this. Okay. Which I so, did think was hilarious. <laughs> yes. It, everyone thought it was hilarious, but I'm going to get into what actually happened. So in January of 2021, a lawsuit was filed against Subway by Karen Donawa, which, funny, her name is Karen. You'll see. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <so much. laughs> um, and Nalima Amin, I think is how that's pronounced. So these two women claimed in this lawsuit that the tuna was, the tuna in Subway sandwiches was, quote, various concoctions that do not constitute tuna, yet have been blended together by the defendants to imitate the appearance of tuna. (laughs) Hmm. So, So, okay, okay. But I do want to put in a big note there. They did not supply any evidence or basis for this claim. (laughs) They appear to be just two Bay Area women that hated Subway tuna. (laughs) And we're like, we're going to sue Subway because we don't believe this is tuna. Wow. Yeah. The conviction you have to have. The Karen Hood. The Karen Hood. I just... Yeah, I would never, I mean, I would never, even if you, like, hit me with your car, I probably wouldn't think to sue you. It just is not something on my mind. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how they would jump to this. In January 2021, like, what What are you doing? <laughs> like, don't you have bigger concerns? <laughs> Insurrection, pandemic, subway tuna. I mean, it's all important. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah. Also, to have the money to like hire a lawyer. Yeah. To like, they're the note I saw about them was just that they're Bay Area women, which to me sounds like money, like San yeah, Francisco. Just rich yeah. ladies. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it's probably, I mean, people do sue huge chains all the time because chains are just like, oh, we'll just pay them off. And Something leave, to like, settle. Whatever. Who cares? Yeah. 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 Interesting. Well, Subway did not settle and they denied this claim saying that they supply canned 100% tuna that is mixed with mayo and served in their restaurants. It is, there is, they denied okay. it entirely. So... They kept denying it, and also, well, okay, so there happened to be a couple sort of independent testing going on because of this lawsuit. Um, They, the New York Times, uh, this author from the New York Times, Julia Carmel, found out about this lawsuit and then did her own, like, investigative reporting about it. And so she purchased three tuna sandwiches from three different locations, subway locations in LA. She froze them and then sent them to a lab that specializes in fish DNA testing. Um, The lab preferred to remain anonymous for the article. (laughs) Okay. So the lab found that the DNA was too degraded to conclude that it was from tuna or to identify what species of tuna it would happen to be from. But it, do, it didn't say that there wasn't tuna. It just said that the testing was basically inconclusive. Hmm. And after this article was written, Subway created a website, which is still up, called subwaytunafacts.com. 
<laughs> and it mentioned that the testing was done basically incorrectly and that it was found non-conclusive and that it didn't show that they didn't have tuna in their tuna, which is true. Okay. Um, I do want to also mm. note, it was a little like weird. I, so I read the article and the article included some pictures of how she sent the tuna sandwiches. I think it was how she sent the tuna sandwiches or it was like an artistic representation. But I know for my biology stuff, you freeze something like a DNA sample, you either like freeze it in liquid nitrogen or just freeze the thing. Like you would picture like a Subway sandwich, even with the wrapping on it, just with like some frost on it. Cause it's just that frozen sample. Mm-hmm. But these pictures portrayed what looked like a Subway sandwich put in a tub of water and then frozen. Like it was like, it was like a caveman sandwich in, an like, ice in a block cube. of ice. <laughs> yeah. And like, I'm pretty sure that's not how you're supposed to do that. Like, I mean, that doesn't make it. Yeah, I don't know anything about that, but that sounds weird. And like, you don't need just that. Seems really like, just weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's just yeah. all water. I would I think, think if you want to test anything, you would either, I mean, whatever the lab tells you to do, but I always assume it's like, oh, like, I have this sandwich. Let me just like go over to the lab and hand this to the lab guy. And if he right. freezes it, he freezes it. But. Yeah. I mean, like, if you're sending any sort of sample, like, over the mail, which I think she did, you just freeze it and put it in, like, a styrofoam, like, mailing, shipping box, you know? Yeah. It was just very weird. Those pictures, like, really weird me out. I was like, yeah, this investigative journalist has no idea what she's doing with science. She even, like, mentioned something about DNA and then had to put an edit afterwards being like, sorry, I actually got, like, the wrong test, and it described, like, this DNA analysis totally incorrectly. (laughs) It's like a 23andMe for the tuna, like, so (laughs) this tuna originated from the South Pacific. (laughs) Yeah, so I am gonna kind of side with Subway, uh, on, on the SubwayTunaFacts.com, which is funny, I went to it, and, like, it's pretty transparent, and, like, answers a lot of questions about stuff, um, and also one of the things that they bring up on subwaytunafacts.com is that another uh, t- uh, Inside Edition TV show did their own investigation and performed their own testing with Applied Food Technologies, which is a Florida lab, um, and they specialize in DNA testing on seafood. And this Florida lab confirmed that uh, tuna was in all three samples that they received. So... Right. It just has to do with like how the testing is done, but seemingly there is tuna in the tuna. (laughs) Um, And also, so in June, June of 2021, the two, the Karen and Nalima, uh, the two plaintiffs lightened the lawsuit and they no longer claimed there was no tuna in the sandwiches, but they continued the lawsuit by claiming that it wasn't 100% sustainably caught skipjack and yellow fin tuna as advertised it's advertised it was advertised i don't remember that ever being advertised i've never known subway to advertise the freshness of their tuna yeah ever 
<laughs> or like so the deep. ethics of any of their meat or establishment at they all. They do. I'm not, I, well, so we, after reading their Wikipedia article, they do have like cage-free eggs and antibiotic-free meats apparently at this point. But like, yeah, I just, they, to me, what they always advertise is how fresh their veggies are for some reason. Yeah. I was just like, oh, it's so fresh. Yeah. Well, you got to stay fresh. (laughs) (laughs) Eat fresh. (laughs) I just think that the majority of people that are, maybe they're trying to like get the ritzier bowl type people there, but it's like the majority of people going to Subway are like old men that do not care about anything. Yeah, no, <laughs> so. no. They would probably still eat the tuna if there was, if it was proven there was no tuna. They were like, yeah. I do not care. <laughs> this is I mean, tuna <laughs> if Taco Bell came out and was like, listen, it's not meat, I'd be like, that's, don't tell me that. I'm still going. I don't, it's yeah. fine. <laughs> but you know I, die, I, die. I heard this controversy and I was actually like, you know, if there's no tuna in there, whatever they have in there is the best meatless tuna alternative that any <laughs> vegan could ever hope for. <laughs> I mean, except just, for all the mayonnaise. But yeah, like. <laughs> you would hope that it is a meatless alternative and it's not like, oh, it's uh, not tuna. It turns out it's duck or it's like yes, it's horse. It's <laughs> veal. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's true. I didn't think about that. It's cat meat. It's just cats. We <laughs> eat cats here. <laughs> yeah. So that was what got me interested in all the subway stuff. And the case actually was dismissed October 7th, 2021. So the Karens did not get their way. And there seemingly is tuna in the tuna of subway. <laughs> okay. okay. So, I mean, I we're never going to be sponsored by subway after this podcast. <laughs> but that's a little check plus for you, subway. You got probably tuna in there. <laughs> And also, we don't need you for sponsorship because we're going after Quiznos. What up, Quiznos? I think we should do like a real close Subway competitor, like like Jimmy John's, JJ. Oh no, not Jimmy John's. (laughs) Yeah, there's anything but Jimmy John's. (laughs) (laughs) You hear that, Jimmy John's? You're freaky fast, and I'm impressed. (laughs) Okay. All right, so on to the next controversy, which I actually hadn't heard of and my boyfriend brought it up. But so this controversy is called the yoga mat bread controversy. (laughs) Okay. So in 2014, a food blogger named Vani Hari, who runs and still operates foodbabe.com, targeted Subway bread for containing the chemical azodicarbonamide. Carbonamide. Azodicarbonamide. Okay? Sounds correct. (laughs) Yeah, sure. (laughs) So um, I'm just going to call it azo. (laughs) So (laughs) azo is an FDA-approved bleaching agent and dough conditioner. It's used in a lot of fast food chain restaurants, particularly in their breads, and it is even in a lot of supermarket chain breads. Okay. It's a bleaching agent and a conditioner. I think I use yeah. that in my hair. Yeah, yeah, I know. Dough conditioner. <laughs> but I think just like the entire conditioner. It all those tangles out. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, this is the thing. It's also used in the production of yoga mats and flip-flops to make them lighter and stronger. 
Okay. So it, it like, it's like an industrial chemical that has certain purposes, but it's also edible. <laughs> okay, okay, so, so everyone, there was sort of a social media uproar that the bread, so Subway sandwich bread was, had a chemical that was also yoga mat, used to make yoga mats, okay? Oh, and so that just puts one, a very bad picture in my mind. Right? Exactly. Like, I don't need to know. Come on, guys. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's just plausible. Like, their bread feels spongy, you know? Like. <laughs> yeah. But a lot of bread is spongy. Yeah. Without but this is like that. But to mass produce it, I'm sure. Yeah. You need it. I don't know. It it apparently does good things to the dough. But mm. so Vani Hari, this food uh blogger, got five hundred thousand signatures um to petition that Subway ch- like basically take this chemical out of their bread. And what actually happened was that Subway like received this petition. And they were like, oh, we've already been phasing this chemical out even before anyone, like, talked about this. So, like, don't really worry about it. We have been already phasing it out for some reason. Okay. Okay. But so the, the chemical is phased out. You no longer get yoga mat chemical in your bread at Subway. Um, and I even, that was kind of what I was bringing up in the beginning I feel like that might have been the smell I was smelling for some reason. <laughs> Cause like I used to not be able to walk into a subway shop without gagging. And then like I got over it, but I, I thought maybe it was like there was literally a chemical change. <laughs> Wait, so what year was this? They took it out completely? 2014, 15. Okay. Yeah. I get I'm it like, changed. The smell I changed. I haven't been in a subway for so long. I'm like, I don't remember a lack of smell ever or a prevalence of a certain, like, oh, it's smellier today than usual. Yeah. I don't know. I just, it's just something personal that I'm like, I feel like they changed it and I couldn't sense it <laughs> somehow. <laughs> I sense a lack of yoga mats in here. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, is there any yoga mat in this bread? <laughs> is there any tuna in this tuna? <laughs> yeah, so that's sort of the end of that controversy. It They no longer have that in their bread. <laughs> okay. It's weird that people choose, like, the strangest things as, like, this is my pedestal. I'm going to make a petition about this. Like, if you're already eating yeah. at Subway, you're probably eating at other restaurants. It's all, and then you're, you have cleaning products. God knows what's in those. You got other stuff. God knows what's in your pipes. Like, oh God, it's yeah. Just, there's, it's everywhere. So it's yeah. just you. Yeah, you can care about it. I don't. Whatever. But yeah. <laughs> it's just weird when people like die on one hill of like, but this one thing. Well, this person in particular, foodbabe.com, like it seems like that's her like mo. She like investigates restaurants. And finds out what's in their food. I'm an and then sells you eater. <laughs> yeah, and then like sells you plant based protein powder. <laughs> like that's oh. what her website was. Yeah. She was like, I think in, in the main picture of her website, she's holding a magnifying glass, being like, I'm <laughs> checking what's in your food. <laughs> 
Thanks, food babe. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. You're the hero we need. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So on to the next controversy, which is also fairly recent. Um, and this one I will call the cake bread controversy. <laughs> okay. Did you hear anything about this one? This sounds a lot more alluring than yoga mat bread. So <laughs> yeah, I'm already invested. I know. <laughs> so, um, this has to do with Europe, and Europe has certain tax laws around food. Um, so in 2020, the Supreme Court of Ireland ruled that the bread in Subway's heated sandwiches, specifically only their hot sandwiches, so like the meatball sub, the, the bread had too high a sugar content to be legally considered bread. <laughs> okay? Oh, I think I did hear about this. Yeah. So what's, so how this works is that bread is a staple food in, in, in the Ireland legal sense. And so this attracts a zero VAT rate. So I had to look into all this European stuff. But so this is a value added tax. Um, VAT stands for value added tax. And it's a consumption tax on goods that is leveled at each stage in the supply chain. So that includes the, 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 the final consumer buying from Subway, basically. So like how, what makes it a little less confusing is it's like a sales tax. So we have sales tax here, but sales tax is only collected when you buy that thing. And like it's collected by the retailer at the final stage of the supply chain when you buy it. But this value added ta tax is at each point. So like when the supplier gives it to the retailer, it's taxed. When the retailer gives it to the consumer, it's taxed. Okay? Mm -hmm. So that's how that works. But then certain staple foods don't have this tax on them. So that's where you get into this tricky issue of is it bread or is it cake? <laughs> because there's, it becomes a tax issue. <laughs> okay? So um, the value-added tax... Act of 1972 in Ireland says that the weight of sugar, fat, or bread improver, don't really know what that is, shall not exceed 2% of the weight of the flour in the dough. So that's like the law. Okay. If it does, then it is considered a cake or a sugared bun. <laughs> oh. Okay. So they brought this, I guess someone brought it in front of the Irish court, and a uh, five-judge court ruled that the bread in Subway heated sandwiches had a sugar content of 10% of the weight of the flour. So that's 8% more than what is legally Ooh. allowed for it to be considered bread. <laughs> and that, therefore, it fell outside the legal definition of bread and could had to be taxed, basically. Yeah. Because that's a luxury. I mean, bread, you gotta Ooh. eat that to, if you're impoverished, cake. That you meatball eat a, cake. <laughs> you're just eating like a buffalo chicken sub between two slabs <laughs> Yellow of pound cake. cake. Yeah. Jesus. Oh. That would be so intense. <laughs> but something it would Americans be like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so that was sort of the, the cake controversy. I couldn't really find, like, the outcome of this. Um, I'm guessing that they just started taxing the bread now at, like, different stages of production. 
but yeah, couldn't really found, find how that was. I mean, I guess the conclusion was that the court did rule that it, it was cake. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah I doubt they would have changed anything with it. Just yeah. start paying more money, whatever Subway. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. You got cake bread. You gotta, you gotta pay accordingly. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that little controversy. All right, so on to a very early controversy which I had never heard of, but it was in uh, 1999. Uh, Basically, 32 customers of two different subway locations contracted hepatitis A from contaminated food. Ooh. Yeah, so. Hepatitis outbreak. You know, (laughs) in the mid-2000s, when I was in sixth grade, there was a hep C outbreak at, is it hep C? It was some hepatitis outbreak at... I want to say Chili's, but it wasn't Chili's because my hometown didn't have a Chili's. It was Hostel's, which is like Applebee's? a local. Oh no, we didn't have Applebee's yet. Oh no, I feel like Chili's and Applebee's are interchangeable. <laughs> we don't have any of that in my hometown. We had, I believe, my, it, I think it was Hostel's, which is like I'm trying to think of the grungiest restaurant to compare it to. Just picture a really grungy, gross uh buffet and I think it was in the <laughs> lettuce but the fun thing about Haas's is when you were a kid if you ordered a hot dog they would ask you what your name was and then mm. they would burn your name into the hot dog <laughs> that's really cool as a child I would be so excited about yeah that. it was pretty cool and looking back I'm like that is the weirdest like core memory I have like why what was that? Does, you know what? Do it? I have no idea. Helen, this is like a therapy thing, but for your inner child, you need to immediately buy some hot dogs <laughs> and burn your name in it. <laughs> it will make it happy. <laughs> yeah. So, Pepe, uh, 32 customers. And this was in two different subway locations. So, there was a subsequent investigation, and it found that the employees did not follow proper hand washing techniques or glove wearing at either of these two locations. Yeah, so pretty intense. It obviously became a lawsuit. um, And for 31 of the victims, the lawsuit was settled and resolved. And it had a $1.6 million payout from Subway to the, the 31 victims. But there was one other victim, the last victim, which was a six-year-old boy who suffered acute liver failure from the, the hep A infection and required a liver transplant following wow. this. Yeah, so that was a big one. So he alone received $10 million in a settlement. Okay. Um, and that was in 2001. So it was like two years, and then he got his $10 million for being nearly killed by some way. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I just thought that was like a really interesting one. Uh, and now early he on. is the CEO. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a rise to fame yeah. story. And that man was Rod Stewart. <laughs> Why? And that man was Tom Brady. <laughs> it's just like some very famous man. I feel like Tom Brady, like, 
timing wise, like age wise, I feel like that might even make sense. <laughs> I don't know. That boy is Pete Davidson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like he, Tom Brady would be too old. Wait, the boy was 10? Yeah, he might, he's six. much older than I realized. <laughs> yeah, Tom Brady's old. That man, whew. But Tom, Pete Davidson's probably too young. So we're, it's like. Is Pete Davidson younger than us by a lot? Not a lot. I think he's like okay. three years younger than us. Okay, okay, yeah. It, yeah. it was like a kid definitely our exact age. Okay. So, yeah. a 30-year-old ultra-famous celebrity. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so on to the next little controversy, and this also has to do with meat, meat-based things, okay? So, uh, in 2017, the CBC, which stands for Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, sort of like what is it? Be, be like the British one, but BBC, <laughs> yeah, yeah, or ABC, um, BBC, yeah, or ABC. I didn't realize that was ABC. Oh my god, crazy. Anyway, this is CBC. Okay. <laughs> um, and they ran a segment where they DNA tested chicken products of different fast food restaurants, uh, not just Subway, a bunch of different fast food restaurants, but they found that Subway's chicken was entirely concerning and only had 53.6 to 42.8 percent chicken in the chicken <laughs> the, you don't the remainder outweighed by the other thing you don't want chicken to lose in that in the chicken battle <laughs> yeah. yeah no so the remainder of the meat was soy so it was still like edible but Definitely wasn't just straight chicken, as one would presume. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Um, so, Subway actually sued the CBC, uh, saying that they acted recklessly and maliciously, Ooh. and that the statements were false. <laughs> Even though it was like, they DNA tested meat from your store. Like, yeah. <laughs> and from a bunch of officers, they didn't malicious. just Subway. <laughs> They didn't target Subway. They they just found that Subway was the worst. <laughs> yeah. It's also funny for a corporation to call anybody else's actions malicious. Malicious. Especially Subway, as we're <laughs> getting into it. <laughs> yeah, so pretty crazy. Um, but this is actually still an ongoing lawsuit. Um, and it actually made it to the Supreme Court of Canada but has since returned to just the Superior Court of Justice in Canada. Okay. So, since 2017, the CBC, Canadian Network, and Subway have still been in ongoing legal battles. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so, pretty interesting. All right. Now, we're getting out of, like, the food zone and into uh, sort of, like, advertising issues, okay? <laughs> so, mm -hmm. um... A lot concerning the uh, size of their sandwiches. Okay. Like it's not a, a foot long. It's yeah. Like 11 so, and three quarters. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's start with, okay. So they apparently used to have a sandwich that was marketed as three foot long. It was the three foot long giant sub at Subway. Um, so in February, 2007, KNXV-TV, 
which is just like a TV station in Arizona, um, in conjunction with the Arizona Department of Weights and Measures, <laughs> like they got the Arizona Departs Department of Weights and Measures to do this like report with them. They got a bunch of giant sub sandwiches from Subway and found that they were actually two feet and eight inches long. Okay. okay. So cutting quite a that's, bit yeah, off of there. That's a lot less than three feet. <laughs> right. Exactly. So there's like a good hunk of sandwich missing there. They also reported that the boxes that the sandwiches came in, not even the sandwiches themselves, were only two feet, 10.7 inches long. Mm -hmm. So like they weren't, even the boxes weren't three feet long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you probably also, have to like, make the box a lot smaller or else it'd be very noticeable that the sub is not three feet. Right. But yeah, they definitely weren't three feet. Anyway, so basically it just, it didn't end up being like a real big thing. Subway responded by saying they were reevaluating their advertising, training, and packing materials. <laughs> <laughs> So they were like, yeah, we'll fix it, but, you know, I don't think they really did. <laughs> mm. Okay. It yeah. seems like Subway, because it's like, who cares? Just make it three feet. Why would you make it less? It's How not much that money big of a you, difference. How much is money it, are you saving? Yeah, is it like the tool that you use to measure everything? You made it, and then you were like, oh, well, this is not three feet. Oh, well, like, we already have a billion of these, so whatever. Yeah. Or is it like, but if we save four inches off of every three feet, yeah. we make this, we save this much in tuna. I, I don't even know. Like, I mean, I guess they are cutting four inches off of each sandwich. That's going to add up. Yeah. <laughs> like, over time. <laughs> it's, it's just interesting. Also, just like, we, like, I didn't even hear about this giant sub. And it's like. Who wants that? Who wants think, three feet of sandwich in a normal day? Well, I think my family got it once for, like, a party, like um, my sister's graduation party. Like, I think it was usually, like, a catering thing. Okay. Like, oh, I didn't even like, think about that. If you're having a big gathering. Yeah. Well, then I, I want it to be three feet. <laughs> what? You know? Like, I would, I would not want them to cut me short if I was doing this for a party. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Even if you're only was... three people, one person is not getting a foot. That's yeah, sure. because you're going to measure awkward. the two feet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's going to be horrible. <laughs> um, okay. So, yeah. So, there's that. Um, and then, yeah, let me move on to the foot long. Basically, the foot long, there's a lot of rumors and complaints and claims, especially by some, like, teenage boy <laughs> like that. <laughs> like, posted a lot on Facebook about this, that the footlongs are only 11 inches long. Uh, but yeah, I didn't really go into that. It just, it just seems like they may be a little bit short. <laughs> it seems odd when, like, boys are obsessed with length. I'm like, are you really insecure about something? <laughs> Probably. Did they you want think that footlong to be footlong. <laughs> was that long and then you <laughs> measured it side by side and you're like oh well something is not right it must not be a foot thumb. long there's no way this team boy had a foot long <laughs> whatever <laughs> he probably had the six incher probably maybe the four incher who knows <laughs> yeah yeah 
Um, okay, so on to sort of like a little bit different thing with the foot long. There's been a few trademark issues. So in January of 2011, a lawyer representing Subway wrote to Casey's General Stores, which is a small Iowa-based convenience store chain. And they basically demanded that they cease using the term footlong for their subs, threatening to sue Casey's General Stores, being like, we are the only people that make footlongs. You cannot make footlongs. <laughs> or you can't call them footlongs. <laughs> okay. So Casey's filed a petition saying that footlong is actually just a generic description of a sandwich measuring a foot. They cannot claim yeah. it. <laughs> you can't trademark that subway. That's yeah, like every sub shop. Yeah, I, it's, I don't know. But so that litigation specifically was eventually dismissed, but subway has sought to, to get a trademark for footlong a couple times. So they tried once in November of 2007 and another time in June 2009 to get footlong trademarked, which is like mean, honestly. Like, stop. (laughs) I mean, whenever anyone or any company tries to trademark anything, usually, it's like you're just being an asshole. Like, yeah, I know. We have this actually like big controversy in uh Baltimore because the Hun controversy. The Hun, yeah. So like <laughs> Hun is like a cultural language. Like people you go to like a diner and like some woman will be like, what do you want, Hun? You know, it's like a it's just like a local language thing. And this one restaurant tried to trademark the term. And everyone was like, so no, you, you cannot do yeah. that. Yeah. They were actually um featured because of that on Kitchen Nightmares. Yeah. I don't know if you've That's where I heard it. about it. <laughs> yeah, okay, good. Okay. <laughs> but also, yeah. you have like a flamingo themed restaurant. Uh it- I live two blocks away from that restaurant. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's, uh- I don't I've only been there once and it was not a great experience. I do not understand how they're still there. I very rarely see a lot of people in there. And those buildings, where they're located, is highly sought after. So I do not know how they're still doing it. (laughs) Gordon Ramsay is just direct depositing her. Yeah, just helping her out. I don't think, he didn't really even seem to like her. Yeah. Also, they did, he did like this beautiful mural during the episode that like honored the Hun tradition and like, what they wore, and apparently after the crew left, the woman who ran it just immediately painted over it. Like, she, she's rude. I, I really don't like her. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, typical, like, trying to, like, corporation trying to trademark something that they just, like, really shouldn't. And um, both of those, like, trying to trademark things have been abandoned. And both of them were actually opposed by a lot of other fast food restaurants, specifically Long John Silver's and Yum Brands, which I didn't know about this, but Yum Brands apparently runs KFC, Pizza Hut, and Taco Bell. So there's like an even higher up corporation to KFC, Pizza Hut, and Taco Taco Bell. That's why they're always in combinations with each other. Yeah. 
KFC. At the Pizza Hut Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, at the Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. Combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell, yeah. Yeah, so they don't want Subway to get foot long, even though I don't really know why. I don't, I've never had any sort of sandwich at any of those places. I mean, I guess like a chicken sandwich? I don't know. Right. I have never been to Long John Silver's and I still refuse to go. <laughs> I was going to say, I saw a TikTok video of some like teenage boy being like, I'm going to go to Long John Silver's for the first time. And he's in there. He's like, I don't think this is a real business. Like there's no one like, there. It's like the weirdest place. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen anyone go. No, I don't know I, anyone that goes. I think I was with a friend and her, like, when I was a very small child, and we went to, like, the drive through of Long John Silver's, because that's where I learned what a hush puppy was when I was, like, mm. seven. Hush puppies are good. <laughs> I'm sure that's Long John Silver's. I believe it. I believe it. That could be, like, Hardee's, though, or, like, one of, like, what's, uh, Bojangles. You ever been to Bojangles? <laughs> We did That's not have that south. in Pennsylvania. <laughs> well, Jangles is in the South. Yeah. I like it. I, they're cool. Um, okay. Yeah. So that concludes the like subway, subway themselves controversies, sort of. But I am going to sort of pause right here and give a trigger warning for this next section, which, you know, I don't think we've given any trigger warnings in this podcast. We have not. This will be the first one. Yes. So our first, oh, our babies, our first little trigger warning. (laughs) All right. So trigger warning, if you do not want to hear about any child sexual assault or adolescent sexual assault or abuse, do not go any further. This is your warning. Our new warning for you, do not move on. Because I'm going to be covering Jared Fogle, the disgraced spokesperson of Subway. Okay? So I think maybe, should we, like, say goodbye (laughs) to those? I don't know. I guess maybe just saying the trigger warning is fine. But, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Come back next week if you don't want to hear about Jared Fogle. (laughs) Hope you liked Subway being all weird. <laughs> I thought you were talking to me. Like, should we say goodbye? <laughs> like, all right, I guess I can leave. <laughs> no, let's just stop. <laughs> I need to just talk about this with myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So at this point, Kellen and I decided to make it a two-parter. So uh, if you'd like to move on, go ahead and give a listen to the Jared Fogel part two quite interesting. Uh, But if not, that was your dose of Subway Sandwich Restaurant, uh, and it was Blaine the Way.